Hello there, and welcome to the Sila Entrepreneur Podcast, where we take a look at doing online business a little differently for women over 50. I'm your host, Marta Gertson, entrepreneur and business owner since 2008, and for far too long, I struggled with trying to figure out what I wanted to be when my business and I grew up. I was tired of buying all the courses and downloading all the freebies, all in the hope that the answer I was longing for would suddenly appear. Turns out, clarity doesn't come in an instant. It's a journey of discovery and finding answers layer by layer. As I took action, I learned what type of work I really love to do, who I had fun serving, and the problems I love to help them solve. That clarity gave me the confidence to start designing a simple, sustainable business that I could steward well, and I'd love to help you do the same. If you're ready to find the clarity you're longing for, then you're in the right place. Let's take this journey of discovery together. If you are multi-passionate like me, finding out what you were supposed to be when you grow up has not been easy. Over the years, I've watched my friends and family and a lot of my colleagues who knew exactly what they wanted to do and what they wanted to be, and they went for it. I was interested in all sorts of things. In college, I took classes sometimes just for the fun of it, to explore. Over the years, I have purchased a ton of classes and courses, both for my personal life and my business trying to get what what was I interested in? I read so many books on entrepreneurship and starting a business. And I would hire coaches once I started my business, trying to figure out why isn't this working? Why am I not feeling satisfied? Or why am I not feeling like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I love to learn. And I enjoy hearing the perspective of others on the same journey of entrepreneurship, especially. And you never know if somebody's going to say something that's going to trigger an idea or trigger an understanding and help you understand a concept that you're struggling with or give you that light bulb moment or a little aha moment along the clarity journey. On the flip side, I have found that through all those books and all those classes and all those coaches, I started to see a trend of them asking this same series of questions over and over again to the point where I started skipping them in the process. Or I would just roll my eyes and do them and knowing nothing would come out of it, but I wanted to follow through and get it done. It was so frustrating. And in the end, if I saw that type of question was included in what I was looking to invest in, or if I skimmed through a book and saw these three questions, I just skipped them because I knew they weren't going to help me. These three questions that we're going to talk about today, I really believe are not going to help the multi-passionate entrepreneur find the clarity and direction they're looking for. Can these three questions help you establish a vision for what type of thing you would like to do or how you would like your business to feel like? Yeah, in some cases, I think it can. But these three questions are not the questions you you ask a multi-passion entrepreneur to help them find clarity and direction in their business. What are those three questions? Those three questions are, one, what does your ideal day look like? Or map out your ideal week. And then number two, what did you want to be when you were a child? And number three, what did you learn from taking that personality test? A lot of coaches have a specific personality test that they promote or one that they've created. Those three I've found to be a little annoying after a while, after answering them a bajillion times, and I did not find them helpful. Do any of these questions sound familiar to you? Do you roll your eyes like me or do you actually like them? 
for me, one thing that didn't help is that it depended on the day I answered the question. Sometimes it depended on the season that I was asked these questions, especially what does your ideal day look like? That one, I can tell you that I wrote my heart out at the very beginning, trying to really envision it because they tell you to work through that question with getting to really know it, you know, feel it and see it in your mind. What is it you're working for? Well, it depended on the day. It depended if I wanted to be creative that day, if I wanted to do client work that day, if I wanted to go play hooky and go play with my nieces and nephews, if I wanted to go on an extra long hike. And I got to the point where at least I kind of knew what kind of rhythm I wanted throughout my day. I wanted some creative breaks. I need, wanted time outside with my dogs. I definitely wanted time to explore. I wanted to set specific work hours for client work because I knew that's when I would have the most energy and most focus and able to work and really give good work uh, for my clients. And so in that respect, that question helped, but it was really more of a rhythm and creating a work day that would allow me to be creative and feed the creative side of me, but then also helping me serve my clients well. So that part was great, but it never did help me find clarity and direction for my business. And to be totally honest, I got to a point in my business where my ideal day reflected some of those things I had written. I was, I was able to choose a start time for my office hours at a time of day that worked really well for me. And I had time set aside for creative work. I had a good chunk of time set aside for client work where I could really focus in on the work I was doing for my clients. And then I had time to go take a walk with the dogs in the morning. And I had, I had time set aside to go cook dinner and have a relaxing evening. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. And I still did not have clarity and direction for my business. And I didn't have the business I wanted or needed. And I felt like I was not doing what I was called to do. So again, what does your ideal day look like for a multi-passioned entrepreneur? It is going to change day in and day out. And that was something that would come up for me. Is I wanted variety. I wanted some repeatability, repeatability. I wanted some things to be, I knew I needed to do this at this time and that at that time. But I also needed that flexibility. Plus the fact, the reason I started my business was to have flexibility to go help family and friends when they needed me, especially the older members of my family who needed me to take them to doctor's appointments or just needed me to come over and help them. My ideal day on average, didn't always include that, but I needed that flexibility to make it happen. So did it, it help me build a vision for how I wanted to spend my time? Sure. Clarity and direction? Not really. The second question that I kept seeing over and over again that I found totally unhelpful is what did you want to be when you were a child? And they kept saying, you'll see clues about what your calling is and your purpose is when, of what you dreamed about as a child. No, not really. One, I don't remember a lot of my younger childhood, but the stuff that I do remember, I do remember loving airplanes. And my family tells me when I was young that they would always point out airplanes to me and helicopters. And for a long time, I thought, all, especially all through high school, I looked at joining the Air Force to become a pilot. And turned out that wasn't the right step for me. That wasn't the right calling. And back in those days, we could go to the airport and they had a a platform where you could actually go watch the planes land and take off. And my family would take me there when I was really little and I would just be giddy. I loved it. But that really didn't give me a clue to what I wanted to be as an adult or as an entrepreneur. 
I wanted to be outside playing. I wanted to be outside playing with my friends. I wanted to go play football. I wanted to play soccer, play baseball. That really didn't help me. Did it give me clues on some of my skills? Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but that really didn't help me. It did not give me clues. I was not somebody who wanted to be a doctor at age three and knew that they wanted to be a doctor all the way through college. And that was frustrating because people kept saying, go back and look at your childhood. What did you want to be? And I actually went back and talked with family a lot of times. What do you remember me talking about? And they go, well, you liked airplanes. <laughs> you liked to read books. And I said, yeah, that's about it. And so the, the one thing I did get out of that is because I did read voraciously. I was the daughter of a librarian, didn't have much of a choice. I, I did read voraciously and I read a lot of different things. So the one clue it did give me is that I am interested in a lot of ideas and topics. So that was a clue probably of my multi-passionate personality. The third question is, what did you learn from taking that personality test? Depending on the coach I was working with at the time or the book or the course I was going through at the time, all of them had at least one, usually just one personality test that they worked from, which makes total, total sense for their business. There was the the DISC personality test. There was the Strengths Finder. There's the Myers-Briggs. And just going through one of those gave me some clues, but I never found that any of them described me all that accurately. And a lot of times they actually confused me more than anything. And that got frustrating. I think sometimes it frustrated my coaches because they had a hard time pinning me down into where to send me or how to help me. I mean, I had a hard time pinning me down and knowing how to help myself. Over the years, I had a lot of ideas. One thing I did know for sure is I wanted to run a business. I wanted to own a business. And that's a dream I've had since high school. And once I got to college and started taking classes in business, and especially when I started taking classes on entrepreneurship, I knew I wanted to have my own business. In high school, it was a catering company. I thought about owning a bookstore. I love books so much that maybe that would be the, a thing to consider. And I kind of gave up on that dream, to be totally honest. And I needed a job. My student loans were coming due. So I started out in the corporate world. I, pretty much from the day I entered the corporate world until the day I left it, I had some sort of side hustle. One, I was trying to work really hard to pay off my student loans. So I always had a side job. But then I was trying direct selling. Of multiple different companies and products. That was definitely, definitely not. I don't know why I tried so many because it was very clear from the beginning that that was not a good fit for me. And then one day I started learning about essential oils and then I learned how to make soap and I started a soap and lotion business. I loved this business. I really did. I learned so much through that experience. It got to the point where I had to make a decision. Either it was time to go all in on this soap and lotion business and make it happen and streamline my offers and streamline how I made things and just go in and go for it. Or it was time to shut it down, do it just for fun, keep, keep the research and do the formulations and try new things, but keep it on a much smaller scale just for myself. And that's what I decided to do. And I actually w went back to our local community college and started taking more classes just for fun. And that's actually where I noticed that I actually liked Things like Photoshop. I liked web design. I started learning CSS and HTML. What I realized later is it was a different way to use my creative brain. I share this with you to show you that a lot of times we're given hints and clues. 
from the types of work we try, from what the personality tests tell us uh, about our personality or the type of things that we would do and thrive in. But often these are just hints and clues. It's not helping you find that clarity and direction. And sometimes it gets very frustrating because sometimes you think there's something wrong with you because you don't fit anywhere. That's where I was after taking a lot of personality tests, after trying direct selling, after starting my own business, of having different ideas in college of what business I wanted to start. I felt like there was something wrong with me because I didn't fit into any certain box. And that question about what personality test, the results of that personality test, what is it teaching you? Mostly what it taught me was that I was, I felt like a misfit. I felt like there was something wrong with me. So what do you do with those questions? And what do you do about taking those questions and making them work for you? And what I've learned over the years with all three of these is to go back and look for patterns, look for recurring themes and ideas. Like what does your ideal day look like? For me, again, this depended on the season of the year. If it was summer, I wanted to be outside hiking, camping, exploring, and spending as much time outside with my pack of dogs, and then also setting aside those ideal hours for me to go work on creative work or work on my client work. If it was the winter, I wanted more time to be sitting, reading a, in a warm spot with a cup of tea and reading a good book. And then again, setting aside specific hours for creative work, for client work. And those started to give me clues once I looked back at a lot of those answers and I started looking for patterns and I started looking for themes. What I started to identify is that I do need time for creative work. And if I do not make time for creative work, it makes the client work and the more logical brain work harder for me. So that was a clue. Well, how do I start using that creative work? And then what type of client work was I doing? And I realized that a lot of that client work that I was doing, even though I was in web design, the client work that I wanted to be doing was talking to my clients about their business and about their goals. And then about how we bring that to the website and have the website become an asset to help them reach those goals. I started seeing these patterns emerge, these common themes, and I started to see words repeated over and over again. What did you want to be when you were a child? This one, finally, it just confirmed for me that I've probably been a multi-passionate, multi-interested in everything since I was little. And my bio often includes, I'm an idea gal with a never-ending, I want to try that or I want to learn that list. That has not changed since I was a child. And coming to terms with that and coming to terms with the fact that I am multi-passionate, that was a good question to ask at times. That was a good question to remind me and answering that question is a good reminder that you've been this way for a long time. It's probably not going to change. And there, and the more I talk to people, the more I realize there were a lot more like me, that I wasn't such a misfit. And then that third question, what did you learn from that personality test, that coaches or that books or that course's recommendation? What finally started to help me was to go back and look at all of those personality tests and do the same thing. Pull out what were some of the common phrases and terms and descriptions that were used between all of these personality tests. And these, again, these tests were like Myers-Briggs, DISC personality test, strengths finders. I also had a lot of coaches that had bespoke type of personality tests that they liked to offer. And I had one gal that 
actually, she was an incredible artist and she sent me this beautiful map that she had drawn of my personality test and how it applied to marketing. That was beautiful. And I was able to look at that. Another one is called Sparkotype from Jonathan Fields. That one showed me a lot. And there's also the thinking wavelength. Am I more of an abstract or a concrete thinker? All of those combined started to give me clues. But it took taking all of them, not just one, but taking all of them and starting to compare notes and pull out what, what jumped out at me. What was I seeing as I compared everything? Once I took these basic starter questions, the ones that would bug me and drive me insane, once I took them and looked at them from a different perspective and started pulling out those themes and those common threads and the underlying commonality between everything, that's when these questions finally actually started to help me. They finally started to help me understand me as an entrepreneur, as somebody who was interested in a lot of things. And most importantly, that was okay. But I needed to focus and I needed to dive a little deeper so that I knew where to focus my time and attention. One thing that came out of all of this for me as I was reviewing some of these questions, as I was digging deeper to find those answers, I came to realize that I love asking questions. I did this early on in my business for my clients. I definitely did this for my web design clients. And I do it now for my coaching clients because I firmly believe that you being asked better questions, deeper questions, and then getting the help you need to answer them is the fastest way you can get from confused to clear. So I just want to encourage you, if you are multi-passionate, if you're an entrepreneur, yeah, you're a misfit, but you know what? That's actually okay. That's actually good. You actually have more opportunities in front of you to do amazing things but it's also an extremely frustrating place to be. And I was there for years, years and years and years. I understand where that frustration is coming from. So one thing I'd like to offer you is to sign up for my business personality quiz. This is my bespoke quiz. This is a, a quiz that I created for my clients. I had taken a similar quiz years ago in my entrepreneurial journey a quiz that's no longer available, but I remember what a difference it made in my understanding of who I was. And it added to that layer of understanding of the other personality quizzes that I had taken. It is a quiz that will walk you through a series of simple questions to help you understand what type of entrepreneur are you? Where do you fit best? Because what I found is that through trying to do the direct selling and the small businesses I had started along the way, I was trying to be somebody I wasn't in my business. And that was a big piece of why my business didn't fit right, didn't feel right. And I felt like I was always in the wrong shoes or on the wrong path. Getting to understand who I am as an entrepreneur and where I fit best, that I actually fit best as somebody who builds relationships and talks to people and understands their business rather than somebody who's going to be constantly teaching how to's all the time or somebody who wants to create things and talk to big audiences. It's so easy to get caught in the trap of trying to follow the trends or follow the big ideas of, of what's in season right now, rather than really getting to know how you operate, how you show up best in your business. You can find it at selastudios.co forward slash BP dash quiz. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes for you. And this is a simple quiz. It's just something you can add on to the quizzes and the personality tests you've already taken. 
I'd like to give you some homework and some journaling uh, prompts here. One is go take a look at those personality tests that you've taken and pull all those quizzes, all those personality tests. Look through the results and start highlighting or keeping a document somewhere. What are the repeated words that are jumping out at you? What are some of the common themes that are, when you look at the descriptions of that personality type, what are some of the common themes between all of those tests and quizzes? And then spend some time journaling and ask yourself, what's jumping out at me? What am I seeing as a common thread that I have never noticed before? How do I feel when I look at those quizzes and what have I done with them and haven't done with them? What would I like to have happen with these quizzes and these personality test results? When we take the time to look at results like this, pull out those themes and then start asking better questions, deeper questions that get you below the surface. This can provide you some major ahas in your entrepreneurial journey as you're looking for clarity and direction for you and your business. And I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me through Facebook or through Instagram. The links will be down below in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you. What have you learned from taking your personality test and pulling out those themes? What are things that are jumping out at you? I'd love to talk to you about that because it's really fun and I find it fascinating. So I hope that this helped you. I hope that you find some answers and some clarity here by reviewing those three basic questions. Describe your ideal day. What did you want to be as a kid? And then what does what did you learn from taking that personality test? I hope you find a way to turn those around and make them work for you so that you are finding some clarity and direction today. Thanks for joining me. I hope you found some clarity or an aha moment that inspires you to take some action today. Before you go, could I ask a favor? I would really appreciate it if you could take a few seconds and leave a review of this show in the Apple Podcast app. Your review really does make an impact and helps spread the word about this show and gets it in the hands of other women who are looking to build simple and sustainable businesses of their own. Until next time.